0: In the book the lion the witch and the wardrobe a young girl named lucy steps into a big wooden wardrobe in which she finds the magical realm of narnia in reality most of our wardrobes don't contain a magical realm with talking animals but instead an all too familiar cast of characters such as the shirt that's only been worn once the pants that no longer fit and the jacket that's out of style The population of our wardrobes are constantly in flux. Our unwanted items are sentenced to exile while new purchases relentlessly invade. In this episode, I'm joined by Dr. Lisa McNeil to try and establish peace in the ongoing conflict of the consumeristic wardrobe. Every morning the light shines upon the residents of the wardrobe as we open the doors to pick something to wear for the day. Some items naturally are worn more than others, like our favourite shirts and pants, others are saved for more special occasions like suits and fancy dresses, while some are forgotten as they sink into the back of the wardrobe. But eventually every item must leave the wardrobe for good. Perhaps after one wear, perhaps after 100 wears, because as it turns out, there are many different reasons that people decide to send their clothing to exile.
1: For most people, they get rid of fashion for a few reasons. One is just because they don't think it's stylish anymore, they don't like it anymore, feel it doesn't suit their look anymore. Um, Two is because it doesn't fit them anymore. It's too big, it's too small, they don't feel comfortable in it anymore. Another one, third, is that people change over time Um, and so we might say you know people age but we're not necessarily talking about people you know moving into old age but you'll know yourself probably from your friends and your own age group that people's identity changes over time and so the garments that we choose generally are things that we use to give a signal to the outside world about who we are what we believe in maybe even what we value And so those things shift and we choose different things to try and represent that. That question I think is probably central to what I'm interested in. Why are people disposing of things and to what extent could we potentially extend the lifespan of things?
0: Now often when people evict clothes from their wardrobe they will sell them or donate them to charity. In principle, this is fantastic as it extends the life cycle of the garment even just a little bit more. But for one reason or another, clothes eventually face the inevitable fate of the garbage bin.
1: In New Zealand, textiles make up more than 30% of our landfill. That's significant, that's really huge textile itself, in terms of being a a pollutant, is the number two pollutant in the world behind um, petroleum. And a lot of that pollution actually comes from its end of life and what happens when people don't want that textile anymore. There's really, really graphic illustrations of this if you look at um, countries that a lot of Western countries use as sort of dumping grounds for textiles. Um, Chile is a great example. If you look at um, some of the photographs that have been taken in Chile of mounds of textiles that have been dumped, things that have been shipped from the US and actually just put into these enormous piles out in um, parts of Chile that aren't heavily populated and really just left. They don't degrade, they just sit. It's a good example of where that problem is with our disposal um, and where we perhaps might need to look for some solutions about how we stop ourselves from saying, I don't want it anymore, therefore it's not my problem.
0: The story of the wardrobe is a rather cyclical one. The clothes that invade to replace current inhabitants eventually may be overthrown themselves. This means that when commanding the battle, we can positively influence the clothes we dispose of by making good decisions about those we deploy in the first place. For example, the textiles that make up the clothing we purchase has a direct effect on its end of life process when we eventually dispose of them, because some textiles can be recycled while some cannot.
1: If we think about a lot of the textiles that can be used to produce garments at a really low price point, they tend to be a mixed textile where you've actually got um, different types of plastics, sometimes mixed with organic material, sometimes not, but mixed in such a way that they really can't be recycled because you can't separate the components out easily. And when you can't separate the components, you don't really have an effective means to recycle something. Things that are made um, cleanly, so with say one central component, are much easier to deal with. We talk about cotton, you know, um, as an example. We've talked for years about organic cotton being great, but there's been a lot of discussion about how we grow cotton, how it's produced, its water use, saying actually maybe it's environmentally not so good. But At the end point, you know, a pure cotton garment is a bit easier to deal with than, say, something that's a mixed polymer that we can't separate.
0: In principle, checking the materials of your clothes is fantastic. But in practice, it can be rather difficult sometimes. Actually, this is a problem that extends to other aspects of the buying process as well, such as fair trade or sustainability labels. Because there is no regulation to define what they all mean in the first place. It gets rather unclear what it actually means. For example, a label may claim to be environmentally friendly, but in reality, it's actually only referring to the shipping of the garment rather than its actual creation.
1: We don't have a a particular labeling schema that say is government mandated or regulated across the industry so that consumers can say, okay, I can compare different garments from different manufacturers and figure out what is best for me. If you think of um, you know, a situation where you might have a garment that perhaps has an organic cotton label on it, um, plus it's got a fair trade label on it, um, plus perhaps it's got an animal welfare label on it, that's fantastic and it gives a good signal to the customer that something's being done right. But we don't always as the customer know what that really implies. It's a real grey area for consumers, and I do think that there is actually room to try and deal with this across the industry. Something along the lines of, you know, we have our health star rating on food products here, we've got an energy star rating that's uh, seen on our electronics products. Something along those lines that easily tells the consumer this is a, a better choice perhaps than that when I'm selecting something.
0: Now, being a responsible commander of the wardrobe is possible, despite the challenges. There are many manufacturers that take pride in being transparent with their process, making it easy for a consumer to evaluate the purchases properly. However, clothing made by these manufacturers is often far more expensive because the efforts to be sustainable are not cheap for them. While there are other strategies one can undertake to be sustainable while still being on the cheaper side such as buying second hand or making something yourself, they're not always practical in all situations. So the whole idea of being sustainable with your clothing once again becomes very similar to other sustainable practices in that it is not realistic for many people.
1: Sustainability in the way that it's often described is something of a sort of middle class luxury. No, it's something that some people can afford to do and other people are shut out of to a certain degree because of the cost associated with it. We can talk as much as we like about, well, you should always buy second hand or you should choose not to purchase, etc. But we can't ignore the fact that there are situations where that isn't a choice for people. Um, I often use the example of, say, a family with... You know, two or three primary school age children, they have to clothe those children for school. They have to provide adequate, warm clothing for school, if they're in Dunedin, certainly. It's not something they can choose to opt out of, and the reality is they're not going to find appropriate things readily available in the secondhand market as well. You know, kids' clothes wear out pretty quick. Kids are the ones who are really good at wearing clothes till they fall apart, unlike adults. You don't see really good quality say winter coats and school shoes and things like that in second hand shops. Mm. It's not appropriate to say that everybody who has to purchase should purchase these higher cost garments that are fully sustainable because that isn't realistic for many many families in New Zealand, it really isn't. So we have to think about it holistically. And say what could we do what could we do as a country to make things better and potentially holding manufacturers responsible for some of that in terms of what we're allowed to be sold here is going to help with that
0: everyone has a different story so one size will never fit all but there is one tactic that everyone can apply to their wardrobe battle no matter the situation no matter your lifestyle, no matter your values, no matter your passions.
1: Be conscious, I think, is the number one thing. It's no different from making choices about energy use or making choices about your personal transport. One size doesn't fit all. We know that and we accept that, and we shouldn't you know, vilify people for not believing in exactly what we do in a particular context, as long as we can say, when I chose this, I was conscious of what I was choosing. Um, Sometimes I make choices that maybe don't necessarily fit with all my sustainability values however they're necessary choices because of these aspects of my life, that's absolutely fine. Other times we say, okay I've got the room and the luxury to make a choice that's more sustainable, that fits more with my particular set of values.
0: So the secret to mastering your individual personal wardrobe battlefield is to simply be conscious and make decisions that work for you and the values that you hold.